Hello and welcome to Human Seeking Human, a show where we look at old newspapers and explore the ways we connect with one another. I'm Zandy. And I'm Liz. Welcome. We start these out with a dream date. Do you have a good dream date for me? Yes, and uh, a dream date is a personal ad for my beautiful co-host, Zandy, and then he will maybe have one for me. Um, So this one is from LA Weekly, 1990. Wanted, entertainment entrepreneur, driven beyond health fads, survived life-shattering experience, now 40-something, attractive mastermind, hipster who makes it happen. I am so bored without you. Wow. Okay. Some of these things really spoke to me and the other ones did not. Uh, mastermind. So they're the mastermind or they're seeking a mastermind? I think they're saying... And did they experience the life-shattering of or events or did they want to find someone who who's like really who's dealt with trauma yeah i think i thought that they that this was all part of the like wanted entertainment Mm -hmm. entrepreneur driven beyond health fads survived life-shattering experience that i like i feel is such a interesting thing probably not a very good thing if that's what you're seeking in someone if that's weirdly what's is that if that's one of your main things you're looking for in another person is that you want them to have experienced terrible trauma mm. not that i don't know i i asking for that specifically seems a little uh not healthy yeah, I'm curious the motives behind that. Right, right. Hey, if your life hasn't been shattered, <laughs> then I don't know if I want to be with you. Sorry. I mean, it just seems so. I don't know. Okay, I don't know though. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I like that entertainment entrepreneur. That yeah, I sounds... figured that's the '90s version of seeking a podcaster. <laughs> uh, a um uh content creator content creator influencer and, and okay i don't i wouldn't say i'm an influencer um but yes I, I i see yeah that's similar um are you ready for yours because i have something i'm dying to hear it this is from the sacramento b sacramento california december 11th 2002 kissing frogs Attractive, petite, Miss Wright, 45, seeks honest, educated, fun, single white male, 50 to 60, non-smoker, who likes a variety of activities for a long-term relationship. Including kissing frogs. I like that they included kissing frogs and then didn't mention it again. I thought it would say something. When I saw kissing frogs, I thought, oh, okay, next we're going to hear about uh princess seeking mm-hmm. prince prince charming but no it was just kissing frogs question mark and then went right into it i don't really like this one because i think she's being mean cuz she goes kissing frogs i'm attractive i'm petite i'm <laughs> like she's not i don't think she's necessarily saying like oh i'm your prince charming i think she's saying like those other girls are frogs compared to me Oh, wow. What a take. I think you're right, though. I didn't I didn't see it that way. 
Oh yeah. my god! As oh my god! As if as if these men have been kissing other women that aren't attractive enough. Oh my god! Calling them frogs. I love frogs though. Frogs are cute. Yeah, they so, are cute. Yeah. So screw screw you, Miss Wright. Yeah, I kiss frogs all day. Yeah, yeah. Joey's a frog. <laughs> no, Joey doesn't know about the frogs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Oh no. Oh, you head on over to Frogtown for your some frog action. That's exactly what I do. That's yeah, my MO. Yeah. All right. Well, what's next? Sandy, tell us. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, think, I think next is when I usually uh, give a uh, uh, textual encounter. So an, mm. uh, a misconnection, an I saw you ad. And I do have one. I, I, I set it up as if I don't have one, but I, I promise I do. This is from Austin, Texas. This is uh, a misconnection on Craigslist from uh, the past month, 23 days ago. Reading in the dark at bookstore. We were reading in the dark together. We couldn't make out the words, but we felt the same way about them. I miss you, but are you really just a ghost? Or are you in my head? That's what I'm told. My head feels more honest these days. Nothing around me does. I miss you. Did I say that? Where'd you go? It doesn't matter, I guess. I still feel the same way, and I am still waiting for your little signs. They drive me crazy and comfort me at the same time. I think I love you. Now, I'd love to know your take for this one. It sounds... You seem to figure out that last one pretty quick. I mean, it sounds to me like this person maybe needs some psychiatric evaluation, Potentially, yes. Potentially. But if not, then that's very interesting verbiage mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they um they reading in the dark i can't see the words but i liked it 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 felt either very poetic or yes yeah, so, uh, very troubled yeah i kind of want to roll my eyes like a little bit <laughs> it's i think the, it's a little like worried, corny you know you're worried that something's happening like and like something's wrong yeah exactly <laughs> so you want to roll your exactly. eyes but you don't want to be mean so oh without my... a little more context you're unsure how to how to react <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like listen if if this is like you know some neurological stuff like that's fine and if it's not it's not really fine to put this out there. Yeah. It's what, too much. Would it would it help at all if I told you this person's name is uh, Ass Blaster sixty nine? See that 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 changes things. Okay, that, what, what does that change? It adds a little spin, a little spice. Mm-hmm. They clearly, mm-hmm. I mean, from the day they made that account, have had a way with words. Yeah, yeah. So, so you think it's more mystery. poetic, yeah, kind of thing. Um, yeah. That is not their name. It's anonymous. There is no name. I just was curious uh, oh. how that might change things. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. if I use my personal account, which is named that, how would you feel if I wrote that? That's all I was checking, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash assblast69. Yep. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon, but if we did, it would be that. That's our OnlyFans. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's my that's my 
this textual encounter for the week. Uh, what do you got? What do you got next? You got you got a way back when never. I do have, you know me. I like to bring a few way back whenevers to the table. That's nice. I'm uh, I'm going through some things. Okay. Like in life, but also just like in like I'm going I'm going through a lot of newspapers lately. Okay. It's part of the part of the business, I suppose. So I realized that there are really, really old newspapers that I can access from Ireland, mm-hmm. which is cool because there's a couple of really, really old newspapers from the U.S. that I can access, like the 1800s. But honestly, like they suck to read because <laughs> the U.S. was like just not cute back then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i found some fun things they had a section on the front page mind you but it was like it was like for uh people in the community to sort of reach out for different things um so they didn't have personal ads back then but they did have this so i'm gonna read you a couple the first one is all caps Dog lost. Lost on Friday night, a small black and tan dachshund. Is it dachshund? Dachshund? Yeah. I I always want to say dash hund because I read a lot of books (laughs) as a kid. And so I just like there are certain words that I've got like pronounced in my brain where no matter how many times I hear how to pronounce it, it's just. (laughs) Yeah. He'll always be Cyrus Black to me. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) I love that. Uh, do- okay, small black and tan dachshund dog from the neighborhood of Pleasant Street. The finder who will be rewarded will kindly communicate with D704. I think that's like a post office thing. I'm not sure. Next. Lost. Five cent reward. Small gold chain with two keys and old seal with a lion crest attached. Apply mess sergeant Chester Castle. So Five interesting. What? I should go five. You get five whole cents for finding that? Yeah. Oh, well, it actually right. says five S. I'm not sure like what the currency in 1889 was in Ireland, but five have, of them. Five, you get five, five S's. Okay. Fives. That's, you get fives. <laughs> All right. And then the last one, which is just like right in there along with the lost dog and the lost gold chain. Stray child found straying in Thomas Street on the First Institute. A female child aged about two and a half years admitted to the workhouse on the same day. She answers to the name of Sissy Lynch. Information will be given to anyone inquiring about the child and her application at the workhouse. Uh, What? So it's just like, I lost my dog. I lost my gold chain. (laughs) We found a two and a half year old and we put her to work. There's a child here. Someone, someone, pick her up. Oh my god! Answer and I love it's like <laughs> they do her name as if it. It sounds like a dog. Like they talk about it like she's a dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. lordy. Oh my god! What's the reward for that one? No reward. No reward. Sorry. <laughs> she's already. I mean, she's making herself useful at the workhouse. You actually have to pay <laughs> to get her back. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, my next one, my or my one, my my way back whenever thing. This is uh, 
This caught my eye for... <laughs> Uh-oh. For wrong reasons, but it graphically it did. It did. Uh, because I was just scrolling through this newspaper. It's Grants Pass Daily Courier, Grants Pass, Oregon, October 31st, 1915. And I'm just looking. And there's a giant fucking swastika. Because, you know... Yeah, it, it was a uh, you know I'm aware that there is a, a history before the Nazi um, party with swastikas, but um, it threw me the fuck off. <laughs> like reading this, and I'm looking, I'm like, what? And this is what the it's it's an ad. It's on an ad, and this is just the logo, and this is what the ad is. Have them during the whole meal. Snowflake sodas give a wholesome, delicious piquancy. Perfectly at home at the most elaborate banquet or the simplest meal. Your dealer has them. Ask to see the new family tin. Pacific Coast Biscuit Company, Portland, Oregon. And then there's a box with a swastika on it. And that's it. And I I am... Wait, the box for the cer- for the cereal? For the sodas. For the sodas, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just has it... a swastika? Yeah. What year was this? 1915 i mean what just terrible timing i mean like they i'd hope it changed it once the nazis came into power um at least once what i just like the idea that they uh they get their sodas from their dealer like (laughs) oh yeah i have to go see my dealer later to go pick up some some coke for my coke dealer you know what i mean maybe some oh, dr yeah. pepper <laughs> my swastika soda as long as it has a swastika i'm gonna text you a picture of it so you can look at it and then i'll yeah please what if they're still like around like you just go online and they just like are unapologetically just swastika sodas now with new packaging the swastika is 70 percent bigger that same great flavor oh See? No, that's not, it's not like, um, it's not like a little logo. It like the box is black and then there's like a white explosion and in the white explosion is <laughs> a giant swastika that takes up like a third of the box and there's no other yeah. writing on it. It's not like there's, it's, and it says the new family tin, like, it, it's just a big old swastika. I would say we could we should post this on the Instagram, but I don't think we're allowed to. I, I don't think we're supposed to post uh, swastikas anywhere. Um, if you if you Google Pacific Coast Biscuit Company um, snowflake sodas, one of the images has it. I found I found another image of it, um, and yeah, it's just, it's a similar ad, just with it, but this one has like a family. Um, I know and, that the symbol has a meaning, like outside yeah. of you know Nazis. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's not like it's just not being even used like a like a normal symbol. Like if that was a peace sign on the box, I still would be like, this is kind of dark looking. Like it's not <laughs> so yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah it is it is very strange i but i don't know yeah i think it was like a um it it was a very like a positive symbol in like hinduism so i i think you know i think some companies um incorporated it into their logos uh you know with good intentions um and i mean then... it was the early 1900s and it was in it's based in what connecticut uh, how oregon much, oregon yeah how much hinduism was <laughs> was in, it going on in oregon in 1913 uh, okay well maybe it was just like i don't know it was still meant to be like a positive thing i don't know i don't know this to is be definitely fair, before they... the nazi party so like it's it wasn't because of that at least we know that but um yeah Unless i think it was just like in a... time travel zandy <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i i'm i'm i just think it, it meant like good luck generally back then um even like in the western world i think it was more of like a good luck symbol more than anything so um yeah and then uh, it's well changed. thanks for that thanks for that thanks so you're much welcome. shout out to the portland biscuit company um <laughs> are we ready for an honest ad yes yeah why not why not why not why not okay human seeking the honest truth i am a human seeking the truth there's a guy i like we've been friends for years and he flirts a lot so i finally worked up the courage to tell him how i felt because i genuinely thought he felt the same we always joke that we're in love and he'll ask me if i date them as a joke pretty often I started answering his joke seriously, and a few times we both admitted that we would date each other, but it always went back to friendship the next day. A few days ago, I told him I knew someone who liked them and heavily hinted that it was me. He figured it out, and today he asked me out, but this time I was pretty certain he was serious, so I said yes. Then he proceeds to say, wow, that was really easy. I'm so high on weed, you don't even know. Like, I saw the future. I knew you were going to say yes. Like, how did I know? So now I feel like he wasn't being serious. I don't know what to do. I just wish he'd be honest and serious with me about how he feels. I don't know what to do. I feel like I've done all I can to show him how I feel, but he just keeps leading me on. Sometimes I wish I didn't like him at all and we could just be friends because we really do have an amazing friendship. It only gets complicated when the idea of something more comes up. I don't know what to do. As much as I hate to admit it, I'm kind of heartbroken. Okay. This sounds so exhausting. I'm sorry that you're in that sort of spot. Like mentally, like I like reading this, I'm like, oh my God, please, I need to know what's gonna what's going on. How does this person feel? Oh gosh. I feel like I use humor as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. for things that I don't want to like deal with. Not that this person is doing that because they don't want to deal with you, but maybe they don't know how to handle their feelings especially like fears about what their feelings mean and what's going to happen sounds like you have a good friendship which i think always begs the question of like are we going to mess this up you know and and the anxieties around that i can't give you like super solid advice i think if i were in your situation uh i I mean, I get it. Like, I get why you're feeling heartbroken. I think maybe I would just say, hey, I'm being 100% serious. Are are we dating? And if so, what does that mean to you? 
and just shut down anything that seems like a joke mm-hmm. and maybe try to have that conversation while you're both sober. <laughs> <laughs> good. Very good advice there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's the best way to do it is really just head on. Not that I would do this myself because I'm yeah, I feel like I'm the same way. This sounds almost like how I would act. Um, and yeah, I've, I don't know. I feel like I've had friendships where I thought the person was being flirty and then it was just like this back and forth, but never to this point of like actually saying anything explicit, like, oh, like, would you go out with me? Um, and then kind of turning it into almost a joke. I haven't gotten that, but that's why I said it sounds exhausting because I, I don't know how I would handle that. Um, but I think I do think the best thing, um, yeah, is to really just face it and say, hey, look, I do have these feelings for you. It's real. Um, I'm not joking around. So I, I would really appreciate it if you'd be upfront and honest with me. Um, kind of like what you told us, like in that email, if you can express that I, to your friend, I think that would be really helpful. And I think that could that could. But yeah, um, because yeah. yeah, if you say, hey, look, I'm I'm kind of frustrated with all these jokes. This is getting <sighs> exhausting. Then just put it out there and say, um, hey, like, I don't know what to think. I would like to know what to think. Please tell me what how you actually feel seriously and yeah. sober. And maybe give them an out, not give them an out, but let's say this person is using, you know, humor to deal with the fact that maybe they have some like major anxieties or fears about what that means, you know, they might be doing all that deflecting and stuff because they just can't communicate it. So maybe giving them an opportunity to say, I don't want to joke about this. I'd love to talk about it. If you're not ready to talk about it, just say that. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about it with me. And then later make a joke out of it. I've definitely had that happen where I had a really sincere conversation with someone and then I thought that we were on the same page. And then later, even though I felt that they were being honest and sincere in the moment, they acted like it was a joke. And I felt like, what the hell? You know, it's so frustrating. Um, I'm sure I've done that as well. So uh, I'm not innocent here, but I just think that that really... It just comes from like anxiety and not, Mm -hmm. it's not a mature, like top level way to handle your feelings, but it's definitely, in my opinion, a way that this person is handling their feelings. I don't think they like think that it's hilarious to you and them when you're alone to ask you out, you know, there's nobody, like no audience, you know, Mm -hmm. and they have to know that the response they're getting. So the jokiness I think is probably coming from fear, fear, darling. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I, cause I'm thinking about it. Asking someone out in person, I have done it one time in my life. It was terrifying. I hated it and I never want to have to do it again. Um, it was terrible. So like I could understand that like a little bit of that feeling of make, you know, making a joke out of it or not doing it, like making it as serious because it's a scary thing. And it's like, 
you're worried about what the response is negatively that you kind of just play it off as like a joke like haha i don't know it reminds me of uh this is terrible because i hate this part of the office and i hate that i always bring up the office but it's like andy and aaron when they Mm -hmm. have feelings for each other and then they're but they're like have this they're playing that weird game that Michael's doing. So they have these characters they're playing and they think, oh, you're asking me out as this character. And they're both like, oh, 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 yeah. But they actually both felt the same thing. But they, um, that's all I've got for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope it works out. We got a follow up recently from somebody whose honest ad we read just saying that they listened to it and that they appreciated the feedback and it made me really happy to read so if we ever read your honest ad and you want to send us you know if you felt like we were on the nose yeah or way off if we were way off uh i'm fragile so keep that to yourself (laughs) no yeah we both are very fragile people a couple of sensitive um fragiles yeah well, I have a little something. Ooh, give me a little something, please. It's actually kind of a long something. Give me a long something. This is from the New York Times from March 15th, 1904. Wife returned after having fine funeral. March 15th, 1904. New York. Then Valente learned he had buried the wrong woman. Asked <gasps> City to pay the bill insists that morgue keeper persuaded him against his judgment as to identify the body. So the That's m- just the headline. The morgue keeper was like, no, 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 trust, trust me. That ain't your wife. That ain't your wife. This one is. Like, what? No, I think the morgue keeper was like, no, this is definitely your wife. Oh. And he was, and there was only one. Okay, just hear me out, okay? Declaring that the city falsely notified him that his wife was dead and saddled him with the expense of a funeral for a strange woman, Ignacio Valente, who lives at 311 East 16th Street, has filed a bill for $250 against the city. The auditing bureau of the finance department now has it in charge. Valente is an Italian. And about six weeks ago, he quarreled with his wife, Angelico, over the way she cooked macaroni. I swear to God, this is a real article. (laughs) This is not real. I swear to God, this is a real article. Okay. Sounds like anti-Italian propaganda. (laughs) It's it's really crazy. I mean, it might be. We have no, you you know, this is old. But just shush up and listen, all right? As a result of the quarrel, his wife left Valente's home, declaring she would rather die than return. When Valente's rage had cooled, he became worried over his wife and started a search for her, reporting her loss to the police. He gave a careful description of the woman, and finally, on being notified that the body of a woman answering the description was at the morgue, he went there, accompanied by his two-year-old daughter. He identified the clothing of the dead woman as belonging to his wife, but when showed the body, he declared it had been changed. They all change after death, he says the morgue keeper declared. This woman was better looking than my wife, Valente says he declared. (gasps) Death beautifies them all, the morgue man is said to have replied. 
Smothering his doubts, Valente said he had the body brought to his home and then, in response to an old request made by his wife, got out the wedding dress used by Mrs. Valente and had the strange woman attired in it. The funeral was held and Valente footed the bills, he declared. Notice of the event was published in the Italian papers, and the real Mrs. Valente, reading it, started post-haste for her home. Valente, on arriving home, discovered the real Mrs. Valente rummaging about for her wedding dress. "'What has become of it?' she demanded, when Valente entered. "'Why, I buried you in it three days ago,' Valente, in his surprise, replied." Real trouble followed this, and when Valente had satisfied himself it was his real wife who stood before him and that he had buried the wrong woman, he could only restore peace by promising to buy his wife another wedding dress, just like the one in which the strange woman had been buried. Now he demands that the city pay him $100, which he spent for the funeral of the wrong woman, $40 for wages lost through grief and because of illness that followed the shock of finding his wife alive, and $110 for the bridal costume which he had placed on the corpse, and with which sum he desires to buy a new gown for the real Mrs. Valente. He asserts that he never would have accepted the body of the other woman, whose identity is still unknown unless the morgue keeper had forced him to believe that it was the body of his wife. This is insanity, and I weirdly love it. Like, 1904. What? 1904. Where was this? What city? Do you New have York a... City. New York City. Oh. So wait, did she, she went... It was in the Italian newspaper. Is that like Italian newspapers in, within New York? Not yeah. like... Okay, so it wasn't like, I, and it sounded something like she had gone all the way to Italy and then back, which I don't think that makes sense. No, but um, also they put, they literally were just, they. this is what they did in old newspapers. They've done this in stories we've read in the past, but they're just like, oh, the man who had a funeral for a strange woman, Ignacio Valente, who lives at 311 East oh, yeah. 16th Street. <laughs> it's like full address. Oh yeah, put it all out there. Put it all out there. My God, though, that is a trip um they were argued about macaroni too like what and he said they he went to identify the body and he went no this woman is better looking than my wife it sounds like a bad joke like a, a, a bad joke my dad would tell i wonder what happened i wonder if the city actually paid i feel like that would be an interesting case if it ended up in like small claims court yeah yeah well i think it was probably a big claim Big claims court in 1904. Big claims court. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I should have said. Yeah, big big claims court. Um, that was that was wild. Thank you for that. Thank you. Sure thing. Sure thing. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. This was lots of fun. We came back and uh, we hope to do some more guest things in the future too. So uh, um, last week's was lots of fun with Alex Goldman. We had a blast and uh. Yeah, we'd love to do more of that. And uh, if you're into that, let us know. And maybe any suggestions you have for anyone you'd like to see on our show. Um, you can email us at humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. Find us on social media at humanseekingpod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can send us love letters yeah. telepathically in your mm-hmm. dreams. It works. We can We can tell when you're doing that. So keep that up. Thank you. And if you do know how to time travel, 
time travel to a newspaper in Florida in the year 1902 and leave us a message and I'll just keep an eye out for it. I'm really nervous about what you just did. Until then. 